On this episode of Quantum Week, September 14th through 20th, 1986. Quantum Week. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year, and we talk about movies and music and headlines and history and we are in 1986 with top gun and happy to be stuck with you jesus christ so top gun top gun so i'm gonna get killed on this one you know top gun is not a great movie oh thank you i totally thought i was gonna get destroyed on this one it's not a great movie top gun is not a good movie Top Gun is not a good movie. I can't believe we're lockstep on this. I really thought the nostalgia would sort of win you over and blind you on this one. We're gonna get we're gonna get hit hard. We're gonna get thing. destroyed on so, this one. I'm glad we're together. I'm though. a little disappointed. I was, I was, was kind of hoping you. you'd like it. Uh, no. So Top Gun is not a terrible movie. Uh, but Top Gun, if you take what is, let's say this is episode sixty of our show, it is. Ep- yeah, it is. Okay, so this is in the bottom half of you know what I mean. So I agree. I put this in the bottom half. I put this in the same level. Give us a C. This is the same kind of movie. Uh, uh, enjoyment wise as cloudy with a chance of meatballs. You think it's right there, huh? It's right there for me. Uh, this movie's not good. It's not good. Um, so let's break it down to some level here. So, um, okay. So you have top gun, which is a, not just a cult classic. This is a movie that is adored by a whole generation of guys. Yeah, like uh, fourteen year, kids who are 14 years old in Even 1986. Than that. Yeah, I mean, I think you have a whole generation. I think all Probably. of Gen X yeah. adores this movie. It was the number one movie in 1986. Um, we're, oh, I mean, We're going to talk about the box office report okay. uh, later on in the show. Um, but this movie came out in May, all right? So we're now in September. It's still number one. It didn't, I think about how fucked up that is. Did you say that it, so it was, one, uh, it was number one and then went down, then number one again? It had a, like a few peaks it had at number a few one peaks, too, right? But it, it was always there. It was always there. It was there. always in that top 10, always in that top five. Yeah, probably and not And it was even, number one in three different months, which yeah. is bizarre. It's just, it's just crazy. I mean, think about how many movies come out in the summer too. And wait till you hear the, the movies that this was up against in September. This, this is a loaded lineup. It is loaded. Um, so this movie is, by all... Uh, box office measurements, wildly, insanely, bizarrely successful. Extremely successful. It, meanwhile, it's had a huge run on cable yep. in the last what, 30 years, 35 years now, 34 oh, years. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's a movie, Top Gun. I mean, you say that, people, everyone knows you're talking about. Yes. Okay. The action sequences of this movie are quite good. The They're they, really good for the time, I would say. I would say, yeah. Like, they're choreographed really well. They're really good. You really and get a sense of what's going on. And that's hard to do when you're talking about dogfighting. Even more impressive, there's no CGI because it was 1986. So there's that. Everything you're doing is the actual pilots themselves or miniatures. Yeah. And I don't think there were that many miniatures used. Uh, just, I mean, I'm just watching it, but it looked like a lot of it was just because these amazing pilots they had on on set that right. could do these really impressive stunts. And, Absolutely. And you did feel, I don't love the Star Wars cockpit cam. Okay. So that to me is like, we kind of just get them in there and they're like shaking around. And yeah. to me, just it, I, it doesn't do it for me. I just, I just get kind of bored I with it. I think you need a little bit of that though, just to sure. set who it is and what they're doing, like not, set the scene, but you're not, you're not there with them flying for, I just don't minutes. think it's, but the actual shots of the planes though are, are, they're more fun. Wildly impressive. Yeah. Uh, for 1986, even for today, I mean, yes, uh, you could probably like, dial it up a little bit for today. Like Christopher Nolan could do something and say on IMAX or something yeah. like that. Um, but even so, 
really well done. Definitely. Really well done. Yeah. Um, the dialogue in this movie. Oh, it's horrible. Is so awful. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so ridiculous. And so I ask you, the audience, the listener, if you do love this movie, I know a lot of, we have a lot, we have a mostly male audience and I'm guessing a lot of them are in that age bracket that would love this movie. Yeah. If you do love this movie, then I ask you why do you love it? Because it's like one of those so bad it's good movies, which if that's the case, There's then no you have to understand that why we would shit on it. Cause we're not, we're not going yeah, like, to, we're not in that business. Yeah. So bad. It's good business. No, it's not. It has to be entertaining. It has to be entertaining. It's a quality fl- film. It's a quality film. The fight scenes are entertaining. And that holds you. All the rest of it is like, it goes from either boring to unbelievable to creepy. Weird. Yes. There's a lot of weird in this There's movie. There's a lot of weird. Um, Particularly, I, I really like Tom Cruise. Yes. And I think he's charismatic. And I think he's a talented actor. And he is a fucking creep ball in this film. He's so weird. Uh, so just take the, uh, let's, let's talk the, one of the more creepy scenes in the film. Sure. Um, Let's talk about when he meets um, the Kelly McGillis character, Charlie. Yes. Yeah. So he meets her at uh, at a bar. Him and him and Goose. And we can get into that relationship. Actually, like Goose. Goose is film. great. Andy Edwards yeah. is having a great time. He's he's he. We'll get him in a second. But I just want to talk about the scene first. So they they kind of do this. Eh, she's kind of fun. Like yeah, song they do the thing. song. Yeah, like it's, the, it's fine. Or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's fine. It's a movie. It's fine. The Righteous um, Brothers. Yes. You ever close your eyes? They're a little shit. You've lost that love and feeling, which yeah. is, which is, this fine. Yeah. That was, this fine. And she's kind and she's like having a good time with it, whatever. Yeah. But then she it's ends novel. up going to meet up with this older man. It's kind of weird. This guy's I, like, I, I thought it was professional. I thought that was the it implication. It probably was, but you didn't really, you never see that old man again though, right? No, you don't. So we don't really know. We don't really race. know. I get, but that was my thought is this is a professional relationship. Bad, bad screenwriting. But, but right, exactly. Because you don't see him at pilot school. You don't see him at Top Gun school. So and then she the goes, fuck is this guy? So then she goes to the bathroom, but she doesn't go to the bathroom to use the bathroom. She just walks in there and he follows her. Creepy. So weird. He walks right into the like a ladies room. And it's not like one of those things where it's just, maybe it's just her in there. It's yeah, like how do you private even know? Stall, which is still really That's, weird. And yeah, because you cool. don't know what the fuck she's doing. But who? Else, what are the women who constantly are in there? What if she's poop? Okay, so, yeah, say she is alone. She's alone, but she's yeah, she's fucking pooping in there. <laughs> right. Your signature move. And what is he going to do? Knock on the stall door and say, "Hey, Charles. Yeah, are you in charge or am I in charge? Is that going to happen? Probably, it, probably not. Right. Yes. Yeah. And then so he doesn't know that number one doesn't know she's taking not taking a dump. She, he also doesn't know if there's anybody else in there. It's not like he scoops his head in. Yeah. He, wa- right. he just walks he just right walks in there, in there all brazen. There, like and he oh, kind of gets in her face the sink. Oh, he's right on top of her. And she's like, hey, you know, not, not really. She's like half interested, half not. She's playing coy. It's very, it's very much written by a guy. Like no woman would ever write that scene. No. It's fucking creepy as fuck. Remember the city of angels yes. scene that we talk about where they're in the basement of the hospital and yes. Nick, Nick Cage appears out of nowhere and, and, and Meg she, Ryan's like, okay with it. Yes. It's a similar situation similar where thing, like right. no, so no woman would ever, any woman in that situation would be fucking terrified. It's really weird. Yeah. And, um, and then they, they leave and then ends up, Oh, what what a wacky coincidence! She ha- she's kind of like his she's a, his instructor, one of his instructors, more or less. Oh yeah. Oh what a what a wacky turn of events! <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. a, didn't see that. It's like you're watching some like nineteen you know nineteen eighty six sitcom, not an actual movie. It was uh, yeah. You know, there's a few of those in here. Uh, back to the goose um, maverick relationship. Yep. Um, that actually works. Yeah, he's like uh, Tom. Yeah, Cruz is more human when they're interacting. That seems like way more of a friendship. When he's around a woman, he looks like a predator and disgusting and weird and not charming at all. But when he's with Goose, it's a lot better. That seems he like a nice He also doesn't seem 
interested in the and i know there's a lot of no he doesn't there's a lot of like homoerotic uh messaging that's come out since this movie yeah. has come out so there's a lot of themes that people say are like hey the, you know everyone talks about the the famous volleyball scene oh but definitely. there's other scenes as well between and him and iceman basically the relationship between him and iceman is yeah. you know unrequited love which i don't totally throw away no I also just think it's just a simple, it could just be as simple as Kelly McGillis and Tom Cruise's have no chemistry. No chemistry. And, and it's bizarre. And it's they look weird together. Yeah. They don't, they the dialogue seem like shit they, too though. It's how you didn't have much to work with. Cause she could be, she had, she had good chemistry with, um, what was the, what was it? Witness before Witness this with Harrison Ford. I right? mean, she had good chemistry there. It's not and like she, she, she's a good actress and accused with, and holds her own. That's, with the that's right. Like, so Kelly and he's had good chem- chemistry with other actresses. Kind of. There's well, only, I think so. Nicole it. Kidman and Eyes Wide well, Shut for for me. I think they have good that's chemistry. That's a weird chemistry to bring up. It's a, you think it's that's a, a weird a one? Marriage on the rocks. No, the, not not by the end. That they hate each other. No, well, yes, but not at the end. They sort of they. Oh, there's a cold like they basically, come back to each other. I don't know. I, I, you don't I, think that's, so? That's not a great, I, think it's I would not a great example. All right, what's another good example? Uh, well, there's, there's not aren't many. That's kind of one of the things that kind of yeah, uh, is, is kind of a a cross to bear for Tom Cruise, and there is some rumors about his sexuality. Maybe why he has difficulty kind of connecting with women on screen. Um, he's good. So what, what are, what are good Tom Cruise performances? You know, Rain Man, it's him and absolutely you know, a brother relationship, which he can, he can apparently, you know, he can work well with that. Yeah. Um, born on 4th of July to someone who's kind of angry. Yeah. Uh, and kind of cast aside, uh, Magnolia, you're, you're oh, yeah. angry about your, yeah, your you're father. Super dominant male. Um, he's very good in eyes wide shot, but there's yep. a, there's a connection there where he's kind of in fear and also maybe, uh, angry or out of love with his wife who doesn't have a connection with anymore. So a lot of times he's at his best and he's playing people who are not connecting not, or even like color money. There's an angry yeah. young guy there. It's trying to, you know, uh, it's having a difficult. What about risky business with Rebecca de Mornay? There was, I think there was even more chemistry there than this one. There certainly was more chemistry there. Yeah. Uh, and it was definitely like a more, you know, a passionate role. That was before this too. Like that's, that subway scene is, 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 uh, yeah, that's, you know, that's a lot hotter than anything that, you know, that he probably has done before, you know, or since maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Tom Cruise and his Tom Cruise seems to have a difficult time for whatever reason, connecting with women on screen. Yeah. Um, and it's true in this, I don't buy this at all. They're also mismatched. It's bizarre casting. Yeah. They are mismatched. She's like a foot taller than him. It's strange. It's very, it is strange. It didn't work. They're like, yeah, their, their intimate scene didn't work when she says that she's, you don't believe her when no. she says she's fallen for him. It's, it's stupid. That, that, that relationship sucks. And then you have just have Tom Cruise, this character of Maverick and Maverick's just kind of an asshole. Yeah. So I, um, so I probably haven't seen this film in 30 years, something like that. Okay. 25 years. Cause you know, I haven't seen it all the way through in about that long either. It's a long time. Uh, I've seen clips on TV. Every once I'll pop in here and there for a quick scene, whatever. Yeah. But I haven't, I haven't I've sat down and watched it in about as long. Right. In my head, Iceman's the asshole. When I watched it this time, Iceman is like, like he's a normal, a guy. normal dude. <laughs> like he's acting like the normal guy. I can, complete- I was rooting for Iceman. I completely agree. <laughs> like, fuck I, you, Maverick. I walked in thinking he's this great villain. Yes. He, who has like, a real who, stuck up, conceited who, bastard. Right. Who kind of turns around no. at the end. I remember that. They, yeah. They, they, so I right, excuse like, No, he's I, right. I, Iceman's like totally logical, normal guy. Iceman is right. Yes. That's fucked up. I, I know. Yeah. Cause like, why would anybody who wrote that, think that the audience would connect with Maverick and they did the audience did connect with it Maverick so what does that say about the fucking audience who was watching this film in well, the why? 80s let's go back to my question the audience and, and feel free please I, I'm I'm curious why do you like is it because it's exciting I, I can't imagine it's that or else you wouldn't watch it over because after a while anyway even exciting movies 
do kind of lose that oomph because you know what's going to happen it at does. the end. Right, exactly. Is it because it has like just kind of funny things to quote? But if that's the case, then you can't really say the quality of the movies while you watch. Well, and the quotes aren't that good. I mean, you can be my wingman. Need, need for speed. Yeah, Bullshit. You can be wingman. Bullshit, you can be mine. Like that's, like that. I can see how like a frat, yeah. the frat boy element you, could, could think again, that's a great line. Your IQ has got to be down there. You got to be sub hundred IQ to be like thinking that that's marvelous dialogue. I, I don't understand why the, I... I don't understand why this movie's held up. I can understand why people would have gone that summer and saw an exciting movie. That's- Absolutely. I can imagine, right. I don't think I saw it in the theater. I did not. But I can imagine seeing this in the theater with all those action sequences. Sure. And there is a lot. There's a lot of that. You're in the plane a lot. That's really exciting. That's a lot of fun. But then looking back now, just... Uh- so one thing I want to give the movie credit for or maybe against here, maybe you can maybe help me out too. Yeah, sure. So this movie feels like a video game. Yeah, you does. have mission and you have like a little bit of narrative and you have mission and narrative. So which came first chicken or egg? So have they kind of set, cause this movie was so wildly successful. Did they set the model and mode for video games or is this screenplay just so shitty that it's just easy for video? Like it's a natural move for video games to kind of go this way. Cause it's not really, there's not really a narrative push here. I mean, no, there they're isn't. literally fighting to get a plaque to get their name on a plaque. Right. Like, this is how minor the stakes are for most of this movie. Right. And Goose dies over it. And Goose, you're right. <laughs> He's the only American to die, too. They get into two dogfights with, I don't know, planes from a different country. We don't even know where. It's but supposed the, to be Russia, but they Russia. never they're say mixed, where it is. But it could be someone from uh, the Middle East, it too, because be there's tensions. Um, and literally, another American plane gets shot down, but they both live. They live. Goose is the only one who dies. Yes. He's the only American that dies, which is sort of weird. Which is, I mean, it sort of points me to this being one big fucking commercial for the for the Navy. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely, I wonder if, the, or the Air Force, I wonder if they no, did. No, if these are naval pilots. Okay. Yeah, these are naval pilots, but either way. Either way. Right. So, but your video game question, this does become Top Gun um, video game on Nintendo. Right. And I, Which I had. But also, and it was like, like this. Like Wing Commander, right? Yeah, yeah, and right. Like Fight Simulator even has some of this stuff. Yeah. Some of the other games like became like video game. Yeah, so which came first? I think probably this came this first. Came first. Yeah. But even like video games you play now, like even like Grand Theft Auto, which is a great game. Awesome. So much fun. Yeah. You basically do mission and you have a little bit of narrative and a mission narrative. Like that yeah. structure was very similar to this movie. Right. Because before that, you didn't really have that on the Nint- Nintendo. You'd have, you had i remember having like war which was just like you, you could be a tank or another tank going through or kind like of a pitfall, maze you just kind or of like going, pitfall, right. right or like donkey kong or that type of stuff right. where you have levels but it wasn't like it wasn't like this but i, I feel like video games kind of stole the narrative yeah, structure from this gun. which is a credit to top gun i totally. guess um although i don't know if i want my movie to be compared to video games but that's that's i guess need a handle there oh, yeah. um so we have the goose character which they have a great tom cruise seems to that's a fun bond. It they, is a good they, bond. they do a good job together. They really do. Uh, then you have Meg Ryan pop in this movie near the end. The she's got an act. amazing accent, by the way, too, that comes in and out. Some sort of weird Southern that's in... So sure, uh, but she's having fun. She is having fun. She's There's just that. like, have, totally different City Angels where everyone is a miserable experience. You've seen the beginning of, of an actress's career and end of an actress's career in yeah. those two movies. Uh, but in this, she's having a blast. Her and Goose are like human beings. Yeah, she's they having are fun. Yeah. They kind of realize, I'm guessing the actors realize, this script's not that great. Let's just kind of have yeah. a good time. It's all about the action sequences. Let's just fucking chew up a screen and have some fun. Um, the guy uh, Strickland um, from Back to the Future, uh, yeah. James Tolkien is his name, yeah. but he's the principal. He is the same thing. He's just chewing up scenery. He's acting <laughs> aggrieved, wild, like a cartoon character. He's he's having a good time doing this. You can tell. But then you have other people that like 
Tom Cruise and and uh, even Tom Skerritt seems kind of miserable during this. Like they don't. They well, don't... Skerritt's a better actor than this, and he he must have seen this dialogue and just fucking wanted to barf. But he could have fun. He's so good in Alien. Like he's having fun in yeah, Alien. Yeah, he's great in he's, Alien. He's able to be yeah. casual. He's good in Mash. But, oh, he's good in Mash. Yeah, he he. It's because Alien's a good film with good dialogue. Yeah. I mean, it's a different scenario. Alien, actually, I know Alien it, has great dialogue for a science fiction movie. It is. That like is that kind of movie. One I, of the best yeah. science fiction it's films a, ever. I, once again, I mean, you know, I love, I love. Uh, but that does it really well. I that script Ridley. is really well. The dialogue is really good. You, they're real human beings. In that yeah, movie. they are. And yeah. this, they're not. No. And Scarrett, you're right. Scarrett doesn't have a lot of work with. I get that. But he just doesn't seem to be having a lot of fun here. There's a lot of ways you can play that role. And he seems to be doing it like the most like stick of his ass way. But imagine, so this is one of the, one of the issues that I had is that telegraph the hero dad thing where, uh, <laughs> where fucking Mavericks, you know, he's got a chip on his shoulder cause he's never been told what, what is, what his dad did. You know, his dad died. Was we he don't a know hero? Why. We don't know why, but of course, like without much provocation, uh, Scarrett's or Viper, the character, yes. it's like, fine, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. Yeah, Mavericks right. doesn't even like push him into it. No. He's like, oh, I might risk my career, but fine. I'll tell okay, you. Yeah. I was with him. And it's like fucking telegraph. All, all and all the only thing was the guy just shot down three planes. That was it. And then he went down, but he wasn't over enemy territory. Perhaps. Right. That was the issue. Right. Maybe they were over Laos. Those were the, the mission. Cause I think it was a Vietnam war era and there was definitely some. Well, I, don't think so. going well, over yeah, I, guess Laos. You, I guess you're right. It was 60, yeah. it was 60, uh, yeah, five, 60 right? something. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess you're right. So I was prop. That's kind of what I, I assumed there. it was a Russian thing. Like maybe he shouldn't have been in Russia. Well, that could have been too, because you had the Russian communist movement going into they go the, out of their way, the not to mention any countries. in this movie. No, like bizarrely out of their way, which is very strange because at yes. this time, like when was Rocky four? Was it around this time or yeah. a little bit? Right. Right around this time. And Rocky four, red dawn. I think it moved. Red dawn. Yeah. Tons of, I mean, of American. You grew up. In the eighties, every bad guy was a Russian. Right. So maybe because this was such a um, an advertisement for the Navy, you didn't want to sense the actual danger that is there. Like right. if they would have put a, a face to that enemy, yes. maybe it would have felt more dangerous and maybe less people would have signed up. And this feels partly because the acting is so bad, honestly. It is And bad. also because the dialogue is so bad. This feels like a commercial. It does. It really does. You expect like that, like that, right, that army or Navy <laughs> symbol to come out, you know, at the end and- Tell me, you know, to join the Navy Credit Bureau or whatever. Right. They, they should do my checking account there or something. It was very, it's very, um, and there's nothing subtle about this movie. No. Everything's like in completely direct in your face, um, except for, I guess, these weird homoerotic tendencies, which kind of go around. That, yeah. Did you have, so we got to talk about it because it's, it's a famous part of the movie. So the, the volleyball scene. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they were trying to do it. It didn't seem like there just it some, it's definitely weird. Yeah. But it's just some dudes like blowing off steam with their shirts off. At, yes. like, I mean, this is probably how I get that seemed real. Like how they would act, I guess. My bigger issue with this, with that is, uh, so he's has this date with the Kelly McGill. Yeah. Character. What the fuck is he doing? He's about to go. Like, and he's like, he goes, he plays ass. volleyball apparently for hours and doesn't it lose his track of time. Jumps and he's still like, He's sweaty. Give yourself an hour to get ready. Seriously. And he so he, so imagine this. He's on a first date. Yeah. Now I, I'm, I'm married, so I haven't had a first date in a while. But when I, when I was dating, yeah, I never once went into a girl's house and go, "Hey, I know it's our first date, but I, I, I gotta go jump in the shower." Cool if I Is that use cool? the shower? No, it's not. I, that was actually the only real thing that happened. Was she said no? Yeah, right. <laughs> She's like, no, no, that's fucked up. You're buddy. weird. <laughs> Stop being fucking weird. So yeah, think about think about the Kelly McGillis's character at that moment in time. If we like freeze frame that second. Yeah. So her only interactions with Tom Cruise has been uh, him following her into the bathroom, and then him kind of like one upping her at her workplace. 
Yeah, there was that. Where he's like, oh, no, you're wrong. Uh, here's what a MIG really looks like. And then him declaring he wants to get a shower at her house right when he walks in the door for the very first why time. Is this, why is this why, someone you fall for? Why Why the people think this movie is good? It's I don't, not, it's I don't not get a it either. Movie. It's not it's a good not movie. Good. It's really not. If you not. think Top Gun is good, you're, you're wrong. wrong. You're fucking wrong. It's not, it's not a good movie. It has, you need to reassess your priorities. It has some... Uh, Interesting things with the the fight the uh, the, Absolutely. Fu- the fight stuff yeah. is is okay is good even like the sexual tension buildup right so there's the scene in the fucking elevator where he's totally in her face I would be so freaked out by this stupid motherfucker with a gro- like this goofy grin who's already tried to fucking fuck me in the bathroom now he's all up in my face like it's supposed to be the sexual tension that builds and then he doesn't you know uh, in that first date when he's in, in her house I think yes. he invites himself to her house or maybe maybe she says no, come she, over there no, she maybe she does that remember she has her address oh yeah yeah, yeah. Which, don't be late and he still was late he's he, fucking late because he's an idiot with this volleyball game that means nothing he's in her face there too with the th- and they're trying to build the sexual yes. tension and then he leaves without kissing her like to build the sexual tension they have no sexual tension there's no chemistry no. there to build it it's fucking bullshit yeah and, so here's another thing I have. So uh, this movie was made in 1986. So let's yes. kind of walk through Tom Cruise's career up to that point. So in 1983, I believe he does Risky Business. Yeah. And then he does the uh, the football movie. Um, oh, fuck. What was that? Ah, uh, fuck. Was uh, it actual like NFL football? No, 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 no. You don't remember this movie? film. Let me see. It. I'll find it, it here. Uh, so he, he does, he does, um, no, I got to pull it up later. He, yeah. uh, he, so he, he does a, he does a full high school football movie. Oh, Frankie okay. Nelson. Okay, yeah, that's sounding more familiar. I can't. Uh, I think I, I can picture Preston's it. in it too. Just all, all the right moves. That's right. Okay, so he does that. Yeah. Um, which risky business is is a hit for yeah. sure. Okay, yeah. it does it, not not a, not a monster hit like Top Gun, but it, it makes money. All the right moves is okay. Then he does uh, that movie Legend, which doesn't do well. It doesn't. It, it, it loses money. I'm a uh, legend apologist, by the way. I'm not surprised. <laughs> Fucking loser. Uh, <laughs> it's such a fucking loser take. I just like interesting films. Oh, it's, like, no, it's, it's out there. You don't like any fantasy though, too. See, you have a very narrow bound of a band of what you consider art. Big reason I don't like the movie Legend, though. I'm going to be honest with you. Is yeah. I'm not a fucking loser. Uh, so, uh, so then he, fo- <laughs> but he, he follows up with this and this. So this ba- is like fourth movie. Well, he did some stuff before he did like, uh, he did some, uh, like, was it, um, he did the outsiders. He oh did a yeah, yeah. Things, okay. All right. Right. Um, but risky business kind of put him on the map. If you will. Okay. Yep. And then those other movies kind of like, eh, they were kind of there. And then, and all the right movies did well on HBO and stuff or whatever, whatever. Like, what wasn't a hit, but this made him a superstar. Yeah. Now he's a stratospheric superstar. And he does, you know, he, and he follows it up with, uh, oh my gosh, I'm drawing like a color of money. I think yep. he didn't come in the same year. He that was does, actually a good choice for him. He does Days of Thunder later on with the same director, Tony Scott. Oh, that's right. Which yeah. Was is, that 89, I think? Yeah, I think 89 so. or 90. I actually like Days of Thunder more than I like this film. Yeah. But my, I guess my, my, my um, he does Rain Man in between those yep. films as well. Right. Would it, if he was Tom Cruise in 1989, does he do this movie? And I guess the answer is yes, because he did Days of Thunder. But if, if it's Tom Cruise in 1995, would he do this movie? And I would say no. In 85, you know? 95. So? Oh, 95. No way. So in I'm 1990, surpri- I think he does this movie because he, he does the, he does the, he does, he also did Cocktail. So he did Cocktail, yeah, Days of Thunder. Those movies are not good movies. That. No, not again. But after um, like he, The Firm... And he kind of goes into like almost yeah. a different level of superstar. Yep. Like yep. now yep. he's like the biggest, I mean, I guess he was the biggest star in the world, but he comes almost like a bigger star in a bizarre way. Yeah. Like interview a vampire. He becomes like a bigger, even a bigger star than he was. Totally. And I don't think he does this in 89 and 90. I, I think mean, he does. Cause he did dates thunder. So well, he, he would have done it's the same fucking movie. But, but think of this. Mm, yeah. But think of this, uh, this movie, you say, I'm going to make a, like a dog fighting movie 
for $15 million. Like, it, 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 doesn't it, even it, would, see... it would be $30 million then, say. Five years later? Yeah. I'm not going to be, I mean, it would have to be like, I'm surprised they pulled this off with $15 million in 1986. That, that seems crazy to me. I agree. And that's why I question, did the Navy kick in some funds for this that they didn't fucking report? Or I, like, I will say the cast, well, you know, think about these names, Tom Cruise, Val yeah, Kimmer, most of these Meg people are, Ryan. Right. I mean, that, that cast, that's like, oh, it's, it's a $100 million movie. Well, it, it is, yeah, but, but oh, not 1986. Even the few, they know who these people were. Like, they had to be on a carrier. They're yeah. having to show all sorts of footage of takes off, taking off and landing from from a carrier. You're showing all this dogfighting. There's probably 35 minutes of like aerial footage. Yeah, that, in here. that actually that stuff costs less than you think. If jet fuel is expensive. It no, it definitely costs money. But like, think about when you go to see the Blue Angels. Like, that's not like a 15 million dollar production. Like, it's just not. I suppose not. But so, then you, there's got to be insurance. There's all sorts there of shit is, there's stuff going on. And you're playing the cat, paying the cast, right. and all but that stuff. But the thing is, you get away with it by having like Tom Skerritt had the was the biggest paycheck of that group. I guarantee. Was I, I, I would bet. I'm, I'm guessing. I'm guessing here. Cruz wasn't listed first either. I don't think. I think it was Kelly McGillison. I think it might have been Tom Skerritt. I don't think so. I think Skerritt came later. But, okay, you, you, Cruz, maybe, whatever. Cruz or Skerritt had the biggest paycheck in the movie, and neither of them were a guarantee that big. But the next time Tom Cruise did a movie, yeah. man, it was, it was, a, it was yeah. you know, it was yeah, real yeah. money. Um, it's still surprising me. You know, when, he did, when he did Cocktail, he, he probably got paid a fucking shitload. Because that movie's half trash, and he should, you know. But of course, it. he hadn't really done a romantic comedy before. And I, or this isn't really it's not really a romantic comedy. comedy. No, it's not it's a someone, someone, like, dies in a movie. Yeah, it's I not guess. really a... Yeah, it's not a he never really has done a romantic comedy. Not um, the six days seven. No, not that one. Uh, what's the one uh, with? Um, oh, what's her face? She's a blonde-haired woman. Um, ninth. Oh, I can't remember it. He he did one. It was sort of this adventure romantic comedy one. I need some name. Oh, Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. Uh, Night and day. Night and day. Yeah, that's kind that's of. Kind I guess. Of a, but now we're talking like in the way later. Yeah, he's, yeah. He doesn't really do in them. that peak. He never really does. Nah. Um. He probably knows it's just not his his thing. He probably is. He's probably. Like self-aware about that. I guess, or maybe he didn't pay enough. I mean, who knows? What, oh, could what, be. Or, or maybe his agent, because I know his agent was very, I was at Paula Wagner, was, and oh, uh, yeah. she was there with him, and then he's very tied in with Sumner, Sumner Redstone too. I think at some point. So mm. There were a lot of people kind of like guiding him. Maybe they were kind of guiding him away from those, those kind of movies. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, but I mean, this was the movie that made him uh, a mega superstar. I mean, it did. This made him. Well, so huge. This, this, you say you want to go through the box office, but this is a. Yeah, we can do it now. I mean, 300 no, million plus. I was going to save it for uh, the headlines. We can certainly do it now. So let's, let's go to the top 10. Yeah. And this is top 10 in September of 86. So this is just, a, just an idea for how stacked this. this yeah. Um, so number one movie, still in September, even though it came out in Memorial Day, it was number one in September. Uh, top Gun. Number two, Stand By Me. Yep. Number three, The Karate Kid Part Two. Yep. Number four, The Fly, which we're covering on Saturday. Yeah. Number five, Nothing in Common. That's a movie with Tom Hanks and Jackie Gleason. Right. It's really interesting. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Um, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun, like, father-son movie. It's a fun. I keep saying fun. I don't want to say fun. Uh, I did that in Sleepers as well. It, it's an <laughs> it's interesting look at a father-son dynamic. It, 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 does, it, does, it does get it's some drama there, but it's some good stuff. Yep. Uh, number six is Aliens. Um, yeah, one of the best sequels, you know, science fiction sequels. Around. Yeah, it's so- number seven is Ruthless People, which is very successful. Bette oh, Midler yeah. and Danny Vito. Yeah, number eight is Back to School. Right. Uh, number nine, I'd never heard of the Men's Club. Um, and number ten is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. Now you might say, well, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, it had been in the some of these movies had been in the yeah. theaters for a long time. This is you know September, so summer's over. Uh, the only new movie that had come out that week was the Men's Club, and it opened at nine, but against some stiff competition. Huge. Competition. That is like st- so like. Really when Matt, stacked. Well, Matt and I do these every week, so I have to. We have to do number one movie, which 
Top Gun, which was number one for yeah. quite a few weeks. So not a surprise we ran into that. But um, then we could pick any one of those other movies. And I was like, oh, we went with The Fly, but we, we discussed. Yeah, it could have been We could have done Stand yeah, By been, Me. Yeah. We could have done Back to School. We could have done Ferris Bueller's Day Off. We'll probably hit those others sometime, I, I think guess, we will. Anyway, I mean, yeah. 1986, though. Going, Stacked. Man, imagine going to this. Uh, I'm too young. I was only six at the time. But imagine being like, you know, 15 and going to movie theaters in 1986. There's a lot of good stuff to pick from. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this movie, wildly successful. Um, just, in my opinion, just not, not good. So the hero in this film, Iceman. Don't you think? I agree. Yeah. He's like the only stable one. He is the hero. I, I, I like Goose. Goose is good too, but he got cooked. <laughs> right? Yes. I swear, that's a, that's a moment where I'm laughing at, you know, with you, by the way. You were, no, I think so. Okay. Would, uh, do you, anything else about Top Gun? Uh, if you like it, I want, I'd love to hear from you, but I just want to know why. Pretty much why. That's, that's the thing. Like, we, we know curious. we're going to get skewered for us not liking this film. I'm not going to put it in my bottom five. It's not in our no, bottom no, five. No, no, it's, no. Not, it's not like that. It's right there with, for, it's it's like right there with Cloudy with Chance Meatballs. It's below Hunt for October. Yeah, definitely. It's above U571. Yeah, have Whatever you do? Yeah, we did that one. That, one. that was a nuclear like that? that was a nuclear one, right? With uh, Harrison Ford? No, yeah, the Widowmaker. The Widowmaker. Oh, sorry. No, I'm sorry. We never did you fight someone. We did right. K19. K19. The Widowmaker. Right, right. This Definitely is, about this that. This is better than Yeah, it's than more that fun movie, to watch. That was but just a slog. It's like not that much better. Actually, it was good that this was only an hour and 40 minutes, too. So hour 50, all right? Something like that. Yeah, hour 50, I think. But it's still a little oh, bit. Oh, I was better. counting the minutes. It was, was, this, is, this is a slog. This is tough for me to get through. This is not good. And I. It just, you know, like, too, at this point in my life, too, and maybe this is it, too, just the age, but, like, I like character development. I like, I love good yeah. dialogue. Um, I mean, Tony Scott's directing here was actually pretty good. There were some good shots, some iconic shots from, yep. from a shot perspective. Just the script. And I know they had some issues with the script. They had a hard time finding people who'd write it. Do you know, because it was... And the guy based that, off an article or something? Is that what it I was saw? It was based on an article about like, yeah. Well, you also have, we probably need to mention these guys too. Uh-huh. Simpson and Bruckheimer is the producers. And this oh, kind yeah. of started Jerry them. Bruckheimer. We talked about Don Simpson in, uh, in an earlier episode, one of the, uh, one week he died. Um, was this Rain Man? After Rain Man, he died? Who was this guy? What, which no, one no, no, no. Do? Don Simpson is a, uh, died in uh, the uh, 96, 97. We didn't do that movie, but we, he was in the uh, headlines. Okay. But he died in the late nineties. He died after Con Air, right around oh, that time yeah, is when yeah, he died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Cause he had kind of a resurgence, but he had done, you know, this is in the 80s when the producers really started taking over the movie business. That's right. And it became less of a director's game. It became more of the producer's game. And, um, you know, so you have Simpson and Bruckheimer really recalling the shots on this. And they don't have a lot of, there's not a lot of uh, complexities to their movies. They're very much loud explosions. and It's kind of like Michael Bay is to me. Very it's similar. Same guy. Same kind of school. Yeah. And uh, I think Bruckheimer actually produced a lot of Michael Bay stuff. So I fucking not, hate not hard Michael to see Bay. That. Yeah, he's terrible. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of that. It's kind of dumb, loud, you know, stuff. But then you have Tony Scott, who is an intelligent director. He's um, done some bombs. We did the Subway one. Uh, we did the so Taking a Pelham. Taking a Pelham. The remake three. of that. Which but he's he did. done some good films. But I mean, he did True Romance. Right. Uh, he did um, Un... Not Unbreakable. What is it called? Unstoppable. Uh, yeah. That's the movie he did right after Taking Pelham 1, 2, 3, which is also a train movie. It's right. with Chris Pine and Denzel Washington. Yeah, we, yeah. It's it's a much better movie than this, than totally. Top Gun. It's a much better movie than Taking Pelham 1, 2, 3. Um, but Tony Scott's a, a smart guy. He does... There's some really nice shots here. There's some cool sunsets here. Yeah. I know at one point they're on an aircraft carrier, and I guess they're like they wanted a shot... They wanted to turn the aircraft carrier around and get a different shot. And they're Jesus. like, listen... The aircraft guy says it's going to cost $25,000 to do that. Yeah. Tony Scott's like, no problem. Here you go. <laughs> he just writes him a check. check. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I mean, like, you know, he knew the shots he wanted. There are some really good iconic 
This is this is a movie that has like a lot of iconic moments in it. Totally. Partly because of its success, and probably just because of the nature of the movie. It's it's just constructed that way. Um, but it's it's not good. And it's other not than good. those like quick moments or you know some interesting shots of planes flying around, yeah, there's not this movie. This movie's thin. There's so nothing let, to it. If you like it, let us know why. Besides, like you can say, oh, all the dogfighting shots. Say whatever you want. I mean, I'm, I'm going to, you know, if you say something stupid, I'm going to make fun of you, but Pretty I'd much. love to hear why you like this movie. I really, yeah. I don't, but I, I, I just want people to say why I like it. I'm curious. That's it. Okay. So we're going to talk about Huey Lewis and the news. We've had some fun. Yes, we've had our ups and downs. Been down that rocky road. But here we are still around. Stuck with you. Yeah, stuck with you. So, uh, in general, I like Huey Lewis in the news. How do you feel about them? I like him a lot. I saw him in concert. Did you really? Uh, it was a free concert. It was the, one of the best things I, I got to do uh, with the Mets. Um, it was a promotion after a game. They had a free concert. They had a few of them. They had dispatch. How they do that? They have to wheel out the stage and then go out there and do it? Like, yeah, they like do a huge it. production. Those guys move pretty quick, but they, do yeah. it. they can do like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And then Huey came out, and man, he was fucking awesome. He is great. He was... Uh, he was Lively. This is back in 2014, 2015. So he's pretty really? old. Really? Because at this time, now he's lost his hearing. So he not he's not going right. to be good. But at it. that time, yeah. This just is a like few years later. You know, a couple years after that, he lost right. his hearing, which is so sad. It's but, really uh, sad. But he, w- he was awesome, man. Like, they put all the hits. They didn't, like, fuck around with... Because I went and saw Dispatch. They did a free nah. concert there, too. And it was just, I'm sorry, it was Dispatch. I'm sorry, it was OAR. Not interested in that. Um, and they did a free... Well, it was a free concert. So I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah. stick around. I like yeah. a couple of their older stuff. But they got like they were playing some lousy stuff. I'm like, oh, this is kind of lame. Yeah. But Huey just came out and was just a total showman. He was great. He's awesome. So I really, I also really like like this period in pop music. Me too. So I like. Actually, I'll say this right now. I borderline love Huey Lewis the News. Yeah, they are um, very good. Bore almost great. Yeah, they're the whole very good. Yeah, very good. So first of all, very talented band. They're all very talented. It's a super tight band, and it's hard to do if you listen to recordings from the '80s. You're not talking about people who are playing to click tracks and like where you have digital recording capabilities where you can just easily drag stuff around so they're nice and time and tight. Not like that at all. These are people who are playing together and they are super tight, very good musicians. He is an excellent singer. I love his personality. I mean, it's a little crooner-ish stylistically, I guess I would say. But it's so funny. It's it's so fun. Yes, it's perfect. It's perfect. Um... They are like the hip to be square thing is funny. Like they are, they're really square in that well, they way. Were old. I mean, you figure he's 30, he's 30 before they put out ten. their first record. That's exactly right. Yeah. Like, so they were around the block. They'd been around. When the this block. comes out, he's 36. Yep. And exactly. he looks like he's like 46. He's a very handsome guy. He is. A handsome he always guy. looks old. He does. <laughs> so like, you know, these guys, I, I always think that's a better way to do it, man. You, you get, you get famous later in life. You're so much more prepared. You got your shit together. Totally. Yeah. I think it's a big difference than these guys, these pop stars that, Explore when they're 22 and they're like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm, right. You know, I got all this money, got all this fame. And he everybody wants to seems to like me. have his shit together. He really does. Um, he, is, not only is he a phenomenal singer, he's actually, I hate, you know, I, I make fun of this normally, but he's a, he's actually a really great harmonica player too. Like he he's is very talented. Yeah. As well. Um, and that's hard to, that's hard for me to say. Most he was people busting out at city field. It was awesome. Oh, I'm sure he was. He was great, man. I, I really like these guys. Yeah. I like him a lot too. Um, so the story of Huey Lewis in the news, um, so, 19 top 10 hits from basically 1980 to about 1991. Yeah, I'm guessing we'll cover a lot of them. I, we'll um, pro- we probably will hit. Because we'll, we'll hit them. Two main albums. Yes. Uh, sports 
which is the one from 83, I think, and yep. then four, which is, which is the, one. the yeah. one that this one's on. I like sports a lot better. Uh, I like sports better. I wouldn't say a lot better. Oh, dude. Think about like what's on fucking sports. Thinking about like... Um, I want a new drug. Yeah, it's good. Hip fucking to, love that hip song. Hip to be square is on four. Hip to be square is on. It's a great f- song. Yes, but still. Okay, think. All right. All right. right, right we're we're playing this me, game me, all, all day if you want. Okay. Well, we will play this game. Um, there's also. I love this song. Oh, it's an awesome song. It's not as good as Do It All for My Baby. Yeah, it's better than that. No, it's not. It's way better than that. It's also, um, this one. I love this, this song. song. Heart and Soul. This is a great, this is a great so song. So cool. It's a great song. Also off sports. That's a good one. Can't you see? Great song. That's my, a great my song. My comeback to that, though, would be Stuck on You, which, or Stuck with You, rather, which is Stuck on You is a great Kinnear Matt Damon movie. Stuck with You is a huge <laughs> new song. Uh, stuck with You is not as good as that song, but Stuck with You is a really good song. That is a good one. I did not pull that one. Um, you didn't pull Stuck with You, the song we're talking about today? Oh, oh, stuck with you. I'm sorry. What am I saying? I don't know. Uh, yes. I don't know. I, I think I think that that's not as good as uh, as uh, Heart and Soul. Heart and Soul is a better song. I just said oh, that. Oh, is that what you said? You're I'm really sorry. fucking. What's yeah, going on? Let's go. It's because I'm, I'm looking at some shit. Let's go. I'm going. Okay. Um, but way better than their first uh, single that went out called Exodisco. Yeah, it doesn't work with his voice. I kind of enjoy this though in a weird, bizarre way. So that's the story. Uh, so do, did you look at like how, kind of how they came to be? So a few friends got together and they were part. Basically, you had two factions of friends who went and played backup bands to two other famous bands. So like you had part of um, what became Huey Lewis in the News that were backing up Thin Lizzy. Okay. And backing up Van Morrison. And you yeah. had another faction who was backing up some other like famous stars. And then they were like, they did that. That's why they started so late is because they were doing that through their early twenties. Um, they were in a band like Huey Lewis was in a, in a band with, uh, I think it was a keyboard player called Clover when he was like 21, 22 years old. And the members of that band went on to back, back up some other like, Oh, Elvis Costello is another one. So you're, so you're, you're, your band is yeah. backing up all. And then they sort of combine and become the super group to become Huey Lewis, the news in the late seventies Dropped their first album, which has got this fucking Exodisco song. But they did, it's they ridiculous. did uh, one album that was a hit that we didn't talk about. It was Picture This. Yeah, Picture This is their first album. I think, wasn't that 1980? 82, I guess. Okay, 82. Right, and so that did go gold. Yes. And they had one, I can't remember what the hit it was a, song was from that. Do You Believe in Love? But Working for, yes. Working for a Living is a good song. That's a good one, right. Um, yep. That, so one of those is what propelled it to gold. So Picture This did well, but then they got dicked around by their, their record company, and they didn't produce another album until... Uh, it took them a few years. And they did sports. There was one in between. There was one in between. And then, and, and, then, and then it kind of falls apart. So wait, wait. Picture this, I think, was their first one. That goes gold. Their second one goes nowhere. And they're back to playing clubs in a fu- like driving around in a bus. And then sports happens in 1983, and they sell 10 million copies. I know and, four and they're is their the fourth Rangers. album. And then four, four is their fourth right. album. Right. So those two albums are like basically represent two-thirds of their album sales. Yeah, I mean, because after, especially after four, it does kind of, it, it doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work. They, they, so they got they, small, they, isn't small world after? Yeah. And I there's so. a couple songs, but yeah. I, I actually, I, I remember that album really well because I had it and I was old enough to like really think about yeah. stuff, but 
And so I remember those songs, but it they're, doesn't not, they're work. not good. It's no. not, you, can, you literally hear a time passing them by. Like it's like, oh, their moments gone, which is is fine. They had a good, they had a good run. I mean, they had a, a three album. You know, they had three good albums. They did. I find sports to be better. I think it's less poppy and weird. But you know, other people agree Why with you. Huey Lewis on the news. They're okay. Their early work was a little too. New wave for my taste. <laughs> Patrick Bateman here. Yes. A little Sports American Psycho. Yes, yes. Yeah, that? so he agrees with you. But yes. um, I, I, it's not like I don't like this album. I think there's a lot of great stuff from... So it's Happy to be Stuck with You, Jacob's Ladder, Hip to be Square, all number one. And Jacob's had, Ladder, not a good song. Um, I'll defend this I album, really but I can't one. defend that I think that, that one's song. okay. It's all right. It's not great. But I shouldn't this, say not a good song. It's not a good song. It's not a terrible song. It had, for number one, it's, it's, it is, it's it not, is, not it's, great. Yeah, right. But those three are number ones, and it had five top ten hits. So it still did really Crazy. well. But I find, like, most of... Uh, probably and don't like, forget, too, one, one more thing. Quick, I'm here with we're going to do yeah, a, yeah. Power of Love off the Back to Future oh, soundtrack, which is probably Love a best and song. Back in Time, Back too, in Time. Which was from... Was it from pa- part, part two? two? Which is a really good song. That is a good... They're both good, good songs. Song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this, this, this album does have some monster hits on it, for sure. Yeah. I really like... So, um, Stuck With You, I really like the bridge goes into, like, this halftime feel. Here we go into halftime. And then they pick it up again. Here we go. It's all about the snare. It goes from... That goes back to, to full time. It's all about where the, the snare placement is. But I, I like it. I think it's, it's a really fun it's well sounding written. song. Yes. The, I will say listen to the lyrics. It's one of the more depressing um, songs. And probably, one, uh, sadly, one of the more realistic songs people probably listen to. Probably. Basically, like, hey, like, we have the same address, we have the same friends, and we're just kind of stuck together. Yep. And he wrote this for uh, a girl he was dating at the time, and she wasn't impressed. No, she and wasn't. I really can't blame her. <laughs> no, it's me not either. a romantic song. Stuck with me? I mean, yeah, we, basically, about, like, we're, we're, we're still together because we have this, we live together and we have the same friends. That's not romantic. It's not a reason. That's no, it's not. Kids <laughs> listening, younger people, that's not a reason to be with somebody. Don't, don't be with somebody just because you live with them and you have the same friends. No, it's don't. Not, do it's that. not, don't, don't, no. don't, don't. You should love them and care for them. They should care for you. Do you find it, how many records do you think they've sold? Oh, I'm terrible at this. Uh, especially in the 80s. Uh, you mean for the like, whole think career? About, think about, yeah, think about them versus their contemporaries who also were as big as them for a, a stretch. I'll say uh, 53 million. So it's 30 million, which had, I thought yeah, was way low. I'm not surprised because they had so few albums. I know, but you they only had just the three those, big, the three big ones. But even between Ford and fucking sports, they were just so huge. Like you, I know, you had only two, five though. top 10 hits and those, and, and uh, sports probably had, probably had some five or six top 10 hits too. I know all those songs from, you know, from we, sports. We talk about Hughes and the news started getting a late start. And I, I talked about how that's a great yeah. thing. It can also have a kind of a difficult side where Don't you're have a peak and it gets really, it's almost like you're stuck in the minors for a long time. You, you finally break in the majors when you're 27. It's like, yeah. oh, cool. You're, but now your career is that much shorter. It sucks because it seems like they could have had, maybe because it, they still went gold um, for the next couple albums. Yeah. Uh, but then they really took time off between, I think, like 96 well, and 2001 in, and then another 10 years. He started acting. He did act. He did one he with Gwyneth Paltrow one. The, yeah, duets. I fucking hate that song. I've never, I've that never, seen, that. Together, I've never that song. seen that movie. And when we're I heard it's a good movie. Together. It might be, but that song I heard, I, wanna, I, just, well, I fucking hate that song. Uh, he, uh, he did, um, Grand Canyon, which we talked about, uh, which was, was he a, in that too? I believe so. Which was, uh, um, I gotta see that film. It's probably a Kazan movie, which we talked right. about the big chill. Uh, you know, they got Kevin Klein, Steve Martin. And yeah. You know, he's, he's in that. Yeah, um, yeah. 
Yeah, he's he's been in some movies. I mean, he's done some stuff. He's done a lot of acting. So I think he, I think he wanted to kind of be Huey Lewis a bit. Yeah, and do that whole thing. Maybe. Um, yeah, just be his own because per- it was. I mean, he as the front man of that band and it's named for him. Maybe he felt great like great name for a band. Huey Lewis in the news. It's a great name, man. It's all right. It's a great name. I mean, do you like the Huey Lewis part? Or you like the whole thing? The I mean, whole and thing. the news and the That's news. All right. That's cool. <laughs> I like that. You know, you, and it was the American Express. It was Huey Lewis and the American Express. Was it? Yeah. But, I like the news better. But their re- their record company was like, we're going to get fucking sued yeah, for trademark infringement. Yeah. I can't do I that. Like that yeah. <laughs> so be something else. Huey Lewis and the news. I just think Huey Lewis. Right. It's, it's a cool It feels name. very 80s. It does. Yeah. I like it. I'm, yeah. so, I'm a sucker for that stuff. Well, I like them and a lot of their songs too. I think they're really fun and talented. So do you like this song? I like this song. It's not my favorite of like when we no, get to another one. I, I, I agree. Yeah. But, but, but even hip to be square, I like a lot me more too. than this. But That's, is this, is this a top five song? For no, you? it's not. It's not for me. Either. No, it's not, but it's still a good song. It's, it's, in, it's in the top 20 of songs we've covered for me. Yeah, probably. We've done 60 songs. Yeah, I would say so. A lot of yeah, definitely, definitely. The songs definitely. have been terrible. Yeah. This is, um, yeah. Huey Lewis and the News, if they were a movie, would be like the money ball of movies. Like Hall is very good. Like I enjoy them a lot. Right. They're not going to crack the top five. But, yeah. Uh, but they're good. I like them a lot. If we hit the right song, hit the right probably, song it probably so it could, could sneak in there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It'd be close. Power of Love, Hip to be Square. Those are, I'm suckers for those songs. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few. There's a few in here. Anyway, they're great. Very good, not great. I love their... So did you watch the video? Have you seen the video of his? Yeah, of course. It's the one that they go overboard and yes. land on an island. and it's then beautiful it's woman. Weird. Yeah, yes. Very pretty. Very Total pretty smoke. Woman. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they're stuck on an island. It ends up the island is like a tourist destination. It is, yeah. It's just strange. But, it's very strange. Uh, it's, it's a fun video. And for his time, it had a little bit of a budget. It was kind of, totally. was kind of a fun watch. Well, same director who did Time After Time, um, also did Hard, Hard Rock and Roll. Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Same director for all these. And it makes sense. It kind of has that same feel to him. Especially girls don't like girls just want to have fun like that, which that is a really fun, good, weird, vibe. really good video. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I Huey Lewis in the news, and I know the big reason they use, you know, they use it in American Psycho is because it is so emblematic. Of a it time. is. Yeah. It is the eighties. It is not even the late eighties. It is like the mid eighties. Like Huey Lewis news. Yeah, because those two albums, eighty three, eighty six, just were everywhere for that for that time. And but yet you don't really hear them before or after. No, so, you don't. But, but in that moment in time, five year period, he was a big deal, a huge deal. And yeah. So if you're gonna do a movie that takes place in a certain time, he's kind of the perfect guy to kind of do it around. I think so. Yeah. Um. All right. We good with uh, Huey Lewis in the news? Stuck with you? Stuck on you? Stuck. Yeah. Stuck with on Matt, you. Did Matt Damon do Matt that? Matt Damon movie? and Greg Kinnear said fairly about this movie. Why? Um. It's a good question. Uh. Yeah, we are. I, I, I hope we run into them again. I like, Me too, I yeah, because like there's plenty. Yeah. Oh, uh, I did want to mention one thing. So their album was mastered by this guy I've mentioned before named Bob Ludwig. Mm-hmm. Mastering is an, inf- is an interesting pursuit. When you mix an album, you are adding effects to, the, to every single one of the tracks. You're making sure everything is balanced like sonically with all the instruments um, that you're recording, right? Okay. But mastering is taking that final product and then making the whole thing, making like things pop out the right way, EQing it so the right like sonic frequencies are popping up, uh, popping out. It's a way more nuanced approach. And this guy, Bob Ludwig, has worked with like 1,300. He is, he is like the guy. He's like mastering. the mastering guy. He is the guy. 1,300 artists with everybody from Paul Simon to Paul McCartney to, you know, any, any name everybody. He, they've gone to him for mastering. And he was in New York. And uh, and mastering out of I think it was Master Disc was uh, was his company there, but he said fuck it and went to went and 
and uh, pulled up stakes and moved to Portland, Maine, oh. where it's um, what's it called? Disc. Uh, it's like Master Disc. No, Master Disc was the old one. No, Mas- Gateway Studios is his studios in Maine, and he's, he'll do like I could pay him. He like charges nothing. I could pay him like five hundred bucks and he'd master my disc. My my disc. I've never had him. I've had friends who've who's he he's uh, he's mastered their their CDs for huh. him, but. But like he's so he's like inexpensive and been nominated for thirty Grammys, one twelve, uh, just an amazing ear, and he mastered this album and it sounds so great. He's, he, he lives near like Bates College. I don't know where he lives. He lives in he lives in Portland. Like that's, that's uh, near Bates. So you so then if that's the case, then he'd like master stuff near Bates. He'd master Bates. Is that is that the case? Yes. I'm laughing at you, not with you. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Should we move on? Sure. All right. So I thought that was a good, uh, that was very important for me to, I know you would, you would think that that's important and funny, but, uh, you know, we'll let the audience decide. Okay. We're going to get destroyed on Top Gun though, aren't we? Yeah. I'm really, that's why I was like, do I lie about, no, I'm not going to lie about it. I can't lie. I never even thought about lying. I was kind of, you liked it so we'd fight. I was trying to yell at you. There's no way that we were going to, I mean, come on. You know my taste in movies. I know. I was kind of. I was like, oh, I hope Matt likes this very daddy will. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I kind of. I was trying to yell. At I, I, I was like, afraid that you would. Twenty minutes. I didn't think you would. I didn't think you would. I was just hoping that the 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 fun part of it wouldn't override the stupid part of it mm. for you. Uh, but that's what I was afraid of. Where was so I? I'm saying the guy masturbates. Oh, is that what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> like he jerks off while uh, he's mixing in. While he's mastering. He's mastering. He's, yeah, ma- but- he's just. He's just baiting totally all over the place. It. This guy is literally goes, just jerking like creating. No, he's not farting. He's, he's not doing that. You fart. Comes out both ends, really. Oh God! <laughs> Mess at your house. Gotta gotta clear those pipes. Trust me. It's a lot going on. It's a simpler way to do that, by the way. Jesus. Um. So at this time, I'm eight years old. I just turned eight. Okay. Oh wait, I'm just about to turn eight, and I started my third year. Uh, I was in third grade okay. at this time. North Andover. And this is the, so the first two years of my schooling, first grade, second grade, I was actually living with my grandparents, my, my mom too, but my, my grandparents in, in North Andover because my parents had gotten divorced and like they, my grandparents like helped take care of us and stuff. My mom was a single mom and sure. she, you know, so she was young. Just like, North Andover, Massachusetts. North Andover, Massachusetts. So I was born in Lawrence, but I kind of moved. Born in Lawrence, Massachusetts. Lawrence, Lawrence Massachusetts. Kind of moved all over. Northern Mass, Southern New Hampshire for a little bit between like Manchester and Epping, New Hampshire and uh, I think Methuen and Lawrence and then North Andover. Okay. A lot when I was young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was got more stable when I moved to Hooksit. Um, my next year, a year later from okay. this, I moved to Hooksit and I'm there all through high school before I go to UNH and we're off to the races. Um, but actually as a young, yeah, as a young guy, we moved, we moved a lot. I felt like I remember a lot of those apartments and there were a lot of them. Anyway, so I lived with my grandparents. With it, but what happened was my mom was dating this guy my, who became my stepdad uh, for, I mean, I remember him as far back as my memories go. Like my parents got divorced when I was really young. And so I think they were dating by the time I was between three and four years okay. old. Yeah. So pretty young. So he's like, you know. So you don't remember your dad living in the house with you at all? Then. I remember that a little. Actually, I remember the day we left. It's really traumatic. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. That was fucked up. Right. I was yeah. Maybe three years yeah, old. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm upstairs in my parents' bedroom. I'm like putting jammies on and my mother's taking me and I'm oh. asking like, what the hell's going on? I didn't say it in those terms. Like, I, it, it's not clear to me, but I remember like yeah. these last days. It's, it was really weird. I have, yeah, weird well, When you're little that. like that, the only thing you do remember are really those big moments. Yes. And like, I remember like when we got a new car, for instance. Yeah. Which, whatever. But like when you're little and actually have like an honest to God big moment, I'm yeah. sure it's really, must must have really stuck with you. Stuck with me. Because that's a big deal. 
Am I happy that it stuck with me? Not really. Well, I mean, well, that was a song. This is a little throwback. Oh, I see. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's good. It's good. You it's get good. to go masturbate, but I can't call back to our song. I said it was good. <laughs> I gave you credit for once. Well, I had to explain. I just want to yell at you. All I knew is yelling for twenty minutes Why about do you Top Gun. I, 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 I came in here ready to you fight. Know, we're buddies. <laughs> Stuck with you. We're probably, you are. Jesus. <laughs> I'm the only one who can put up with you in this fucking. It's not true at all. Very talented young man. You're very talented, but no one can. That's the problem. No one can match you. No one's as talented enough to fucking match you in your brilliance. This is weird. I'm the I only one. I don't like this conversation. Okay, fine. Can we go back to the traumatic parts of my life? That got weird. Okay. Okay. So, um. Uh, so yeah, so, so living with my grandparents for the first and my mom for the first, like two grades, grade one and two, but then David's in the picture and they start living together and they get married in June of my, uh, of, uh, of this year. Oh, right. June of 86. Oh, so, they, right. so, so then they get a house okay. in North Andover. We moved to that house and I'm going, actually, I go to a different elementary school cause there's like, I think three in North Andover at the time. So I go to Atkinson, I think is the one that I okay. went to this year. Which I remember actually pretty fondly. I had like a good time there for some strange reason. Grade three is something that sticks out in my mind. Um, but the thing that really sticks out in mind is actually that wedding. My grandparents refused to go to that wedding. Mm. It was really weird. And it's because of they're Catholic. And Ugh. right. So I don't know. Maybe a lot of people know this because Catholicism is kind of big in this area, I think, because you got the French Canadian, like whatever, input uh, into New England. But but if you're Catholic and you get divorced, you're not divorced in the eyes of the church. Like you're still married to that husband, no matter if that husband was fucking abusive to you, like was the case of my situation. Um, but so she's still like, she was still married to my dad. So therefore, even if David, my stepdad got like baptized or whatever, which ended up happening after they couldn't get married in the eyes of the church, meaning they couldn't get married by a priest in the church, meaning our wedding was in the backyard and my grandparents refused. That sucks. Which is weird because like they were very giving good. Uh, my grandfather's dead. Such a good guy. He's he, well, I lost him to cancer 10 years ago. My grandmother, she's 90. So she's getting a little bit more crazy now, but she's like, I have a good relationship with my grandma. She's, she's a cool lady. She's a pistol and a, like, she can be a pain in the ass, but she's a good lady. So it's kind of weird that they had this block there. They wouldn't like, they, they're just so true. They were just so traditional yeah. in that way. So they wouldn't, they wouldn't go. And it really, I mean, my, I guess to my mom and stepdad's credit, they went through with the wedding anyway. And, you know, it was this big thing and a lot of people were there, but it must, that must have really hurt. Must have really, really, really hurt my mom. Yeah. So, so eventually I didn't, I mean, I grew up Catholic and I went to like Catholic, uh, you know, all the like CCD stuff up through my confirmation, which is maybe my year sophomore year of high school or something. And then I, I don't really participate anymore. Mm. It was, it was cause I didn't really rebel against it, but my, it was just because my family wanted it. It was not, not that I really cared. So I kind of followed it through. It was no skin off my back. And then, and then after that, I was, I was done. But I didn't really know what the process was. But you, in order to get remarried, in the, but there, so there's a loophole. You can get your, your former marriage annulled, meaning right. wiped off the books like it never happened forever, which seems like a weird loophole for something as traditional as like a fucking, like Catholic, like the Catholic Church, like, fucking Roman church, um, Roman Catholic church. But yeah, you, if you, you know, you pay a few hundred to a thousand dollars and like submit some paperwork and then you can get it annulled. So that just, that just seemed like so weird that you could do that. But I didn't find that out till later because that's what my parents ended up doing. Oh really? Oh, yeah. Okay. So my mom got that, that, um, my grandparents were really pushing it for, and I can understand like my dad was abusive. So they kind of wanted to, you know, erase that marriage, but then 
if you do that, you're sort of erasing the history of me a little bit. Kind of. Yeah. Because sure. I mean, I was a part, I, right. I came out of that regardless of what the relationship was right. like. I still came out of that. Number one. And then also it's like, why would you, you know, as a survivor of something like that, would you, do you want to like refuse that it exists? No, you want to overcome it. I would think. So it's kind of, that's kind of weird that they were so into it, but that's what ended up happening. My, my, uh, my mom, you know, got it annulled and then baptized my stepdad. And then they get, they got remarried something like 10 years into their, uh, like 10 oh, years after their, okay. their, their, their wedding. Are they so, still married today? No, they got divorced. I think I, I talked about this on the Kirk Minahan show. I don't know that you and I have talked about it. We haven't. But they, no, David and I did not have a good. Right. He was, he provided for us. And I know he loved my sister and I, but we were not, he's emotionally, the Vietnam vet, he's emotionally like a child. So, so when did they divorce? I don't actually really know. But they, like so. 10, 20 years ago? What are we talking about? So when I went away, I went away to California in 2007. Okay. Yeah. That was right before I left. That was the last time I saw him. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so he, they were still married, but he, he never came out and visited. And yeah. then, and by that time, like things were rocky and they sort of split a bit and they were kind of in and out. I don't know when. And when they, you came I, back, were they already? No, they were gone. Yeah. Cause oh, so four it's years later. So some, so, some in right. that time. So I haven't actually seen him since. I haven't seen him probably in. 13 or 14 years. Right. Haven't had contact with him. And I mean, we, we were on, like, I talked to him on the phone a little bit when I was in California, but that, that was, that was so long ago. No, this whole time your parent, your, I'm sorry, your mom and stepdad were getting married, you know, this time or, or whatever, this time, September of 86, they just gotten married, kind of starting off together. Yeah. Now are you, and your are you seeing your biological yes. father at all? Yeah. This Until time? I was 13. And then I stopped seeing my, my dad. I made a conscious decision. I'm like, this guy, this is, we see him on the regular, like every other weekend kind of thing. Yeah, that was what it was. And then at 13, you're like, just cold turkey, I'm done. I cold turkey because what I ended up seeing, because I knew is I knew the abuse. Like, I don't remember seeing that because I was so young when they got divorced. I don't remember seeing that, but I did see his temper. And he never wielded that against me. I was definitely the favorite. Like, he didn't pay as, um, uh, as much attention to my sister as he did to me. So I, de- but I definitely saw his aunt because then he got remarried and had three more kids and I saw him be violent with them. Oh. like spank that like i'm not yeah. i do not i don't condone physical violence on kids spanking i don't i don't condone that i okay. think that's fucking bullshit any of that I, I won't i don't tolerate and so when I, I started seeing that and it i got really angry really upset about it and i and i called him out on it i'm like you can't i'm i'm a kid like yeah, i'm 12 13 yeah. years old and i'm like you can't fucking hit people i didn't say that word but yeah you like i was upset ab- about it and then and he was obstinate he was like kind of like you don't get to tell me what to, i'm your dad type right. of thing and i'm like that shit doesn't work with me you reason with me even then i'm like you reason with me or you're a fucking idiot and so um so ba- like we went home after that one that specific weekend and uh told my mom i'm like i'm not going back there and my sister's like i'm not going back there he's like yeah He's your dad. You should like talk to him. So I called him. And I'm like, listen, I had a real issue with this situation. I wasn't as articulate as I am right now, but I had a real issue with the situation. And he like totally like blew it off. Mm. Totally blew it off. And then I'm like, all right, fine. Fuck you. I'm not coming back. And then this, this is getting long, but like what ends up happening is I, I, I told you that I used to go to Iowa every, every yeah, summer yeah. to go see my grandparents. And they fucked us because I, before, before we went to Iowa that summer, I said, listen, um, I haven't seen my, you know, I hadn't been seeing my dad. I was like, he can't come out there because then we're trapped. And my grandfather promised that that wouldn't happen. Two weeks in, hear the garage door come up in the morning. What the hell's going on? My dad walks in and I'm like, now it's a completely unsafe situation. I'm 13 years, you know, my sister and I, my sister's 11 or 12. I'm 13. You were alone in a situation where I'm afraid of this guy. It's like, this is not in a house with this motherfucker. Is is the last name in Iowa? 
Yeah, this is the last time I, I spent time with my grandparents. I did see my grandfather afterwards a couple times, but I, I basically like cut ties. I cut ties with that side of the family because I'm like, I can't trust. I can't trust you. When was the last time you saw your dad? That I saw him at a funeral. I uh, maybe I told you that my aunt died of yes. mysterious causes. I saw him at that funeral, and they tried to like reconcile us. Then I also went to a wedding when I was 20 years old. Um, my aunt, another aunt on that side, got married. I don't know. I was curious. I think is why I went. Sure. Um, and he was there and they tried to like kind of reconcile, but I'm not, I wouldn't rec- like, so you haven't seen him in 20 years. Not really. No, wow. no, no. 20 years. Yeah. Right. I have siblings in the area too. It's weird. It's, it's weird. very weird. It's very weird. But like if I were a dad, I would never stop. I, I would never stop fighting to see my kid ever, 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 ever. And he stopped and it's fine. Like he's a violent man. I didn't want him to be my role model. That's why that break happened. Um, I knew, I just knew as a, as a young guy, like I knew this. Can't Do be you ever want to reach out? I wish I yearn for a father figure, but I would not want a father figure like him. Do you ever want to reach out to your stepdad? No, that's just kind of, yeah, I think, I mean, he took care Probably, of us, but much he was a guy that, on from that, you know, you know he, but, there was violence there too. Remember, uh, I talked about it on the Kirk Minahan right. show. He has hands around my throat yeah. once, like I could push his buttons. And once again, it's like, once you go violent with yeah, me, it's tough I'm to, like, uh, you, that means you can't think like you're a dumb fucking idiot. If you can't think you, if you, you know, you get to that point. Plus there's a level of trust. And I'm a kid. There's yeah, a trust right. broken. You, that's, that's you right. can't repair it. I mean, yeah. that's tough to come back from. When you violate a child like that, like yeah, it can't. it's not. But the one thing I would say about my biological dad is he never, I don't remember, I don't think he ever hit me, mm. but my stepdad did. But would you ever reach out to your real dad or? I don't think so. I mean, I, I'm. Who knows the future, I guess. But. Like I said, I yearn for a father, but I, I so wish so much that I had like a, not like a good, like supportive, intelligent, well-adjusted male figure in my life. I so wish I had that. It, it kills me that I don't, honestly, but I don't think that's him. Like he's, for my, he's smart. Like he, I don't think he's smart enough. Like I don't think he, like I understand. So I have the same kind of anger inside me, definitely, that he does. But I've never, like I'm not a violent, like I, right. I know how to, like, I'm, I'm smart back. enough to overcome and See, he's that's, not. That's where you should, we go back to the episode we talked about a, a month ago, whatever, where you were all mad about the traffic accident and you, you actually didn't fight the guy back and you were like, oh, I have all these issues. But th- <sighs> yeah. think back to wait, like what your dad, oh, you broke the chain because your dad would have, pro- maybe your dad would have done something. Maybe, maybe. he would have hurt this guy or who knows. Maybe. You know, like yeah, yeah, the yeah. fact that you didn't, like you said, if you, if second you get physical, you're not thinking. So the fact that you didn't do that, you should be like, oh, I did pretty good there. Cause, yeah. Because, you know, especially if your dad and stepdad, that easily could have rubbed off on you. Yeah. There was a lot of, like, uh, my stepdad, he, you know, he saw himself as a tough guy because he's a Vietnam <laughs> yeah, guy. I'm sure he right. killed people. Like, he's in, in the war. military. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He flew helicopters in uh, Vietnam. So, I mean, he actually flat out said to me, he, he said those words to me. I was Because I asked him to talk to me about Vietnam over mm. time and he wouldn't do it. He showed me Platoon. That was like our bonding moment. Okay. Right in Vietnam. Like, okay. well, maybe we're into that movie soon enough. Then. Yeah, maybe. But then, but he flat out, I was like, how come you won't talk to me about it? He's like, well, I killed people. Or no, no. I, or he said, he said, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I was like, why won't I remember? I was a teenager. I'm like, why won't you trust me to do this? At 18, you were, or 17, you were doing this. Why? He's like, because at that time I killed people. Or that, that type of, that was like how he sort of put it. So a lot of violence in the family. A yeah. lot of violence. Um, I'll be happy you didn't then. Yeah. Pay yourself back a little bit. Hey, why not? Yeah. I mean, and yeah, I'm, in some ways I do. Cool. So, so anyway, I was going to start. I was gonna, it was a lot, kind of long there. But I mean, that's a, that's a big moment. Like, I know, I, you know, I, we'll move on to headlines soon, but like, yeah. uh, 
I know like we'll hit that week eventually where my parents got, I'm sorry, my stepdad and mom got uh, married. Right. Happened in 96. And um, actually happened right around where we just were. So next time we hit that general area yeah, yeah. where it got, got the car, I had the car accident. It was right around the last week, actually, that, where my parents got married. And um, uh, yeah, it is definitely a kind of a big, it is a big moment. I can see why that stuck out to you to tell that story. Cause it is, you know, yeah. obviously different circumstances with my situation, but, um, but still you have like, it still was just kind of weird. Very like, weird. Seeing your mom get married is strange. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just odd. It's just an odd situation. So it definitely does like, you think, it does stick out. And the whole grandparents not going to a thing. Which caused, thing. Oh, so David uh, yeah. never felt like accepted, even though he had a pretty good relationship right. with my grandparents because he actually treated my mom pretty well for a while. Like he wasn't, a violent guy to her. Yeah. He just snapped once with me and it was, it was a big bad. one, well, you but can't do was, that. Yeah. Right. But, but still like, I think, so he did have a good, but I think that was always there. Like he just wasn't, he was kind of an outsider. wasn't quite accepted because I, they refused I, to think go about being a stepdad wedding. anyway. I you know. know you kind of always, an, uh, always an outsider. I always kind of like my stepdad, luckily, you know, good and bad. So the value, you know, my dad's dead. So you don't need to, yeah. you know, but yeah. the value is now you have this kind of ghost looming over, you totally. know, and yeah. you know, people always speak well of the dead too. So you're always like kind of trying to measure up to this ghost. I imagine right. it's hard to do. There's a great book by Adam Schefter and I definitely recommend, I try to give, be giving out more, more book recommendations on the show, but uh, I heard about it on Kirk's show on the old Dennis, uh, the old, I think it was Kirk and Kyle on that point um, show. It was the Adam Schefter book um, about nine 11. I'm sorry. I'm flicking on the name right now, but huh. he, he talks about, basically marrying a 9-11 widow and oh, you're filling the shoes. That's of right. This, there is, it's not the best written book. It's not even that well written. No, but, but you can it's see. So he writes with such an honesty. Yeah. And, and Adam Sheffield, you think, oh, he's a polished TV guy. You won't get a real, he is completely open. Really? He completely like talks about everything he's feeling going through. It is like one of the most open, honest, it might be the o- most open, honest book I've ever read. Oh. I'm weeping on a plane reading Jesus. it or, or I, I was traveling for work a lot when I was reading it. And, um, I cried. I was four or five times reading the book. That book is uh, a great read. I gotta um, read that one. It's really, though, the man I never knew. I think it's what it's called. Yeah. It is so good, but I heard about it on, on Jerry, uh, when Jerry and Kirk were doing the show on EI. Uh, and, uh, it's great. So every nine 11, I kind of always, you think about that book. I, yeah. I'm like, Hey, you know, people have book suggestions. You know, it's, I gotta get that one. It's really sad. It's a quick read though. And it is, um, it's also wildly, it's wildly sad, wildly inspiring. Yeah. And also does kind of put, you know, for Matt and I both had stepdads, you just kind of put you in their shoes. They'll be like, ah, oh, man, this, this isn't a very easy situation. You know, you're no, as a step kid. You never really think about what the stepdad's going through, but it's like, oh, that's kind of tough, you yeah, know? So but totally. it's really, so definitely check that out. The man I never knew, I'm sure to read that one. All, All right. right. Headlines. headlines then. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Pulling we got up, down the rabbit hole. Pulling up the old, yeah, let's go. Right, right. Oh. No, I don't mind. Uh, give the kids a little extra. Right? That's what they, that's what yeah. Saying, you right? earned it after Bonus. we shit on fucking top gun. That's yes, true. That's true. Maybe people will feel bad for you now and we won't, won't be as evil as they're going to be. Uh, so we're in uh, September 14th through 20th, 1986. We keep being in September, by the way. I know. It's very strange because my strange. birthday month, as you know. And and we're it's gonna, like, well, we won't be there after this week. Right. So uh, I don't believe so, right? No, next week we're going to be in September. Oh, no, we won't. We won't. We won't. No, 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 right, we won't. Uh, so, so to, we have a couple of sports ones in here. You say I don't do enough sports ones. I'm throwing a couple of baseball ones. I don't ones. think I ever said that. Oh, there Continue. You go. I think someone did once. <laughs> <laughs> uh, September 14th, Bo Jackson. It's his first home run in the majors in 86. Yep. September of 86. That, that was that long ago. Um, and it was a 475 oh, foot shot at that, that time. Man. It was the longest. It might still be the longest home run ever at Royal stadium. Wow. Uh, so the his very first home run is the longest one ever. And I say, it's pretty cool. Yeah. 
I um, love Bo Jackson. I he's 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 just inter- he's such yeah. an such an athlete. Such a yeah. I mean, he did. Uh, you know, Deion Sanders did play ball sports. Brian Jordan played ball sports. Also very good. Um, people kind of forget about those guys. But a Bo little is bit, but Bo was better. I don't forget about Deion, but Brian Jordan people forget about. But uh, Bo Bo was diff. Bo's dominant as a baseball player and a football player. And if he didn't hurt his fucking hip, he would have. Deion was a better football player than Bo was. I mean, no question. He has a Hall oh. of Famer. I mean, it's not even a question there. Oh, uh, yeah. Bo was a run- like, it's not, that's not even argument. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Baseball-wise, Bo was a great power hitter, but you could argue. He was a great outfield. He had a cannon for an arm. Great arm, but he also had some, you know, he didn't walk enough, and he. he that wasn't he, that okay. era, though. I know, but he also was kind of a wild hacker. Yeah, okay. Bo Jackson, if it was just Bo Jackson, the baseball player, he wouldn't be, he remembers like, like a Rob Deere type, maybe a little better. I, I just think great athlete. athlete that's how, that's what I would Incredible. That's athlete. And he would do stuff every, yeah. you know, you watch Monday football or you watch, uh, you know, watch a Royals. When the all-star yeah. game, he's, you know, it's, yeah, you're absolutely right. He's an amazing athlete. Absolutely. I'm not trying to shit on Bo Jackson. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> September 17th, uh, the Mets win the National East Division. So that 86 Mets team. Yep. Won, 100, won 108 and 54. The greatest Mets team ever, no question. Yep. Um, they won the World Series. I think... Shouldn't the, have, but yes. Well, yeah, they did, they did though. They did. Uh, they really probably should have. It should have been even more. It should have got seven games. They should have been... They, the Red Sox played over their heads a bit in that series, believe it or not. Yeah. the Mets were just so... The Mets, in my opinion, were the best team in the 80s. Now, someone else could argue the 84 Tigers, and that's fine. Mm. Um, but the, uh, you could, I could make... I have a case that the 86 Mets are the best team ever. Really? I'm also a I Mets fan. the National League is weaker, though. In the 80s? Yeah, it's Why? weaker. I think the National League is so better f- in the 80s. No, nah, because you have shit, because you have the pitcher batting nine. How does that matter? It does matter, because you, you have a... How's it you weaker? One, well, definitely you from an offensive players standpoint. in one league. Yeah, but then you but you only have eight hitters, really. You got your ninth, who's like a stupid Well, pitcher here's how good the Mets were. The Mets had Kevin Mitchell on the bench. Yeah. So you could throw him at DH. You know, That's true. You had uh, Platoon or Ray Knight or Howard Johnson third base. You could put mm-hmm. in one of those guys who both... Howard Johnson was probably would have been a better DH because fielding was not great anyway. He would later have a 30-30 season, so you could have him at your three, DH. Yeah, you could. Kevin Mitchell on the MVP two, what, three years later. But now we're talking DH and taking out, your, taking out your pitcher, though. You can't take out your pitcher before six, seven... They weren't doing that at the time. They're not taking your pitcher out like before no. seven innings, so he's not really DHing. No, I'm saying if you want... But I'm saying... But if, if you want to. If you want to... If you, let's say you wanted a league-wide... A major league-wide DH in 1986. Right. Right. The Mets are better than every other team by far maybe because they even have the bench to back it up you still had guys like dave maggot and kevin elster couldn't even sniff the majors that year because their major league roster mm. was so stacked yeah and you have this bullpen i mean look at that staff you have good and darling yeah uh Sid fernandez these guys you know i know they're in the hall of fame they're all having peak at their t- peak those guys and hey good, they were a good team they won the world series good team 108 games yeah <laughs> yes. uh you know ricky aguilera was a starter of that team oh, right. randy myers yeah, right, you know right. uh jesse roscoe that team was stacked stacked team unbelievable team maybe the best team ever do you think so 86 mets i, I that team was incredible unreal team um love the uh september 17th same day mm. the senate votes to conf- wait, wait what happened with them what did you say what happened to the mets they won the world series Oh, I yeah. Against the Red Sox oh, in seven yeah. games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. In 1987, I remember drugs ruined them. Poor Bob. Uh, they still won 90 games, didn't make the playoffs. 88, they go into the playoffs, 100 games, lost the Dodgers. Yep. Didn't go back to the playoffs again until 1999, 99. And they've been shit forever. Oh, well, that's not true. They went to the World Series in 2000, went to the World Series again in 2015, so you're wrong. 2015 they went? I was there. All three I games. I remember. That's so they unmemorable. The yeah, kind of. I went to all three games. It's very I'm memorable. I'm just saying it's not very memorable. Like, that was kind of a stupid, fluky team. Do you really count that? I was there. <laughs> I was, 
<laughs> Memorable. <laughs> the Royals. What kind of team is that? Continue. All right. Also on uh, September 17th. You're a cunt. Uh, <laughs> September 17th, the Senate votes to confirm William Rehnquist as Chief Justice and Anton Scalia was confirmed as a Supreme oh, Court yeah, that's uh, right. judge. Yeah. So you had a new Chief Justice and a new judge. Of course, uh, John Roberts was both when he got brought in, which is so weird. It's like yeah, you get a rookie, weird. your team captain, which is strange. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the, uh, Scalia became, Scalia, by the way, was, uh, got in 99 to zero was the Senators loved him, I guess. Those I guess they, the probably, days. they probably realized, hey, why even yeah, fight this? Right. Might as well be right. united. Rehnquist wasn't. It was like 63-34 or something, but uh, Scalia got in unanimously. Yeah. Now everybody gets dragged through the mud. Rightfully so. I don't care. It's a spectacle. It's all nonsense, right? Care. None of it really matters. What, what, what matters. am I going to do, right? You're not going to do anything about it. Uh, so we're back on Saturday. On Saturday with, with the flies, you the said. The fly and walk this way by Aerosmith. Uh, I'm sorry, run DMC featuring Aerosmith. Exactly. Um, but the fly is the movie we picked of uh, that stacked the list. I wonder if that's going to creep me out again. Probably. Such a creepy film. Is it going to scare you? You think like Jeff Goldblum's going to like pop into your bedroom? Like what's going to happen? I, <laughs> I said creep me out. I didn't say scary. It's going to creep you out more or less than some of the scenes in Top Gun. Aliens. Yeah. <sighs> aliens scared the shit out of me, but I was young. Aliens or alien? Aliens. Alien didn't scare you? Um, I didn't see it till after actually because it's, uh, it was like 79, wasn't it? Alien? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't actually see it till after Aliens because Aliens uh, was all over. It was. Um, HBO, HBO at the time. was a huge, yeah. So I was watching it. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, I watched it actually with my dad. He had to like calm me down. He's like with the robot scene where mm. fucking, I can't remember his name. Is He gets, he gets like. Bishop, right? It's, yeah, Bishop gets um, kind of skewered. Yeah. Yes. And he's like, and my dad had to like preface like, now just remember. This one's this guy's a robot. What's the scariest or creepiest movie you've ever seen? That well, that terrified me actually. I had I had tough time sleeping in my bed that night after watching Aliens. But I was young. I mean, I'm seven, eight years, eight years old or whenever that, that yeah. came out. I don't know. Exorcist is a scary. But I saw it when that I was, was like a scary. Thirteen yeah. or fourteen, I guess. I was old. I wasn't like, scared. It just creeped me out. I it's wasn't like, scared of it. I'll have to think about that. I, I can't. Do you still have nightmares about Bishop? Nah. Drilling Bishop? Do you still have nightmares? <laughs> Drilling Bishop. <laughs> No, I'm I'm fine with that now. You're okay. <laughs> no, but that's a creepy movie in general because you have those spider-like fucking, you know that those are fucking creepy as shit. Anyway, the last thing I want people to do is send you gifts or pictures of Bishop oh, uh, right. on Twitter. Yeah. That's the last thing I want people to do. <laughs> so please don't do that. Please yeah. don't send him. Thank, thanks for sending gifts me. or pictures of Bishop. Thank you, poor Bishop. All right, anything else? That's all I got. See you in the next one.